when Dr. McCullough said this to 150 people, he said, we're in the biggest game of chicken in the world. Who will win? The people who stand up to the machine or will the machine win? Because everything they're doing is absolutely immoral on every level. It robs us of informed consent. It violates international law. Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, Robin Openshaw here. Uh, welcome back to the Vibe Show. I'm your host. I've been the green smoothie girl online for 16 years now, but two and a half years ago, took a hard 90 degree turn and have been talking about all things medical freedom, all things virus, all things vaccine for two and a half years now. What a journey it has been, but the greatest warrior of us all out there, Dr. Peter McCullough, is in the fight of his life right now. He's in a fight for his career, and I want to tell you a story about Dr. McCullough, and I want to intertwine it with the story of First Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, who is the first court-martialed military member to go to, to, go to, to, go to court-martial earlier this month. So I've been away from the podcast for a little while because I can only run on so many treadmills. And when I start running on a new treadmill, then one of the other treadmills spits me off. And a month or so ago, I started my Substack channel and we have several thousand subscribers. I would very much appreciate if you would subscribe. Part of this episode is going to be that I'm going to read to you the episode about the first ever court martial of First Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, who refused to take the jobs and refused to take the men who answer to him, the men who, who he, he is, he's a healthcare worker and many of our military, I shouldn't say men, men and women of the military are in his charge and he refused to bow to the tyranny. So he's a, he's a hero too, but there's an intersection of the story of Dr. Peter McCullough and what he's facing right now. And, uh, Lieutenant Bashaw. What's going on with Dr. McCullough is that in the last few weeks, almost all at once, a number of these doctors who have stood up for early intervention with COVID and kept thousands and thousands of patients completely out of the hospital with no fatalities, um, any of them who they were able to treat early, they had no deaths, no fatalities. The vast majority of these doctors have have treated close to 1,000 or well over 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 patients all of a sudden, their medical boards are taking a run at them, and they're getting long uh, letters in the snail mail, sent certified mail by their entire medical board. In the case of Dr. Peter McCullough, same thing, Dr. Pierre Corey, who spoke to the U.S. Senate, and 17 million people watched it in a matter of hours on YouTube, and then YouTube purged it from the platform. Dr. Corey has... Uh, been out there battling for awareness about ivermectin and how incredibly useful it is and how people don't have to be in the hospital and they don't have to die. So, and he, they've just been shut down by all angles, clearly CDC, Dr. Fauci, and the whole regime behind it. So Dr. McCullough received a letter very similar to what Dr. Corey received from the same board, which is the American Board of Internal Medicine basically threatening them and saying that they are going to have a hearing and they're going to potentially sanction or punish them 
these are some renowned physicians in their space. Dr. McCullough has now published 56 peer-reviewed journal articles on the subject of COVID, making him the most COVID-published author in the world. I think he's got something north of a thousand papers published on heart and kidney. He's the most published heart, heart and kidney physician in history. But he's also just been out there everywhere, including mainstream media actually lets him in speaking up for us and standing up for us. And it's time that we stand up for him. And I have a couple opportunities for you to stand up for him. One of them is in the show notes below. Please look at the letter that with one click, we built to send not just to your state representatives and your federal representatives by putting in your name and your zip code. It The software actually pulls your elected representatives. We also have all of the doctors who sit on the medical boards who are threatening these uh, brave physicians who've been treating COVID early and speaking up about the lack of safety and efficacy of the injections that have been forced on people for a year and a half. And over 200 million Americans have injected into themselves. So I want to, in a minute, read to you my Substack. I'm going to read to you like a bedtime story. I'm going to read to you my Substack article about uh, Lieutenant Colonel or uh, First Lieutenant Mark Bashaw. There's a Lieutenant Colonel in the story as well. But first, I want to say that you should send that letter with one click. It sends to every member of these medical boards, okay? We spent a lot of time, my team and I spent a lot of time finding all of their emails. And we have had over 4,000 people have sent this email. And so I'm sure these medical boards have never received 4,000 emails from people they don't know before saying, stop the tyranny, stop persecuting and harassing and threatening the best doctors in America, the ones who will actually stand up for informed consent the ones who will actually stand in the gap for us. So Dr. Peter McCullough has stood in the gap for you and for me, for our children, for our future. And now it's time to stand for him. You can send this letter with one click and I encourage you to do that. You can share this episode, which will have that link and encourage your friends who care about medical freedom and who don't have their head buried up to their shoulders in sand. <laughs> and the other thing you can do is in the show notes below, I will have the GoFundMe for Dr. McCullough's uh, legal fight. He lost money last year. Like even though he's a highly credentialed, highly successful physician, um, he has legal threats coming at him from every angle. He never complains. He's always kind. He has no idea how much he inspires me when he'll send me a random text message. I'd rather have that than a text message from Tom Cruise or Mick Jagger or Jamie Foxx or anybody, really. He's one of my heroes. So please donate if you can and have that number end in a two. Can't It can't be cents, only dollars, but $102, $1,002, dollars $10,022, something like that. Have it, have it end in two. It's just a thing that Jeff Childers, the Coffee and COVID blogger, got started and Dr. McCullough wanted me to continue with that. So let's all please donate. All right. So Dr. McCullough is facing threats by the American Board of Internal Medicine. But since we built that letter writing campaign and 4,000 people sent that letter, they are doubling down on him and they have literally dragged in the American Medical Association. So it is no less the corruption, the rot goes all the way to the top. The American Medical Association is 
actually involved in threatening these doctors. And it's not just Dr. Corey and Dr. McCullough. There's a Dr. Casey Del Coco, I believe, in Ohio. I'm talking to her, but I didn't know her before. And she has been threatened twice by the Ohio Medical Board. She's beat it both times. But what she's accused of is failing to follow the government edict and doing early treatment. And I said, have have you treated a lot of COVID patients? I think it's over, it's around 800 that she's treated. And I said, have you had any of them hospitalized or die? And she said, none of them that we got them early. Only the ones that we got late referrals after you know weeks of spiraling downhill and then they end up in the hospital anyway on remdesivir in the vent. So there's Casey Del Coco. There's Dr. John Littell, who is a family physician here in Florida. And he has been standing up. He organized a huge event that I went to in Ocala, Florida. I know his purpose in doing it was to wake up healthcare workers. Sadly, it was mostly just the people who are already awake who showed up. The healthcare workers made up their mind a long time ago and something happens to these people. Once they get the injections, they're not listening to all the information that's out there all over the place about what's happening as a result of these injections. So Dr. McCullough spoke in the Texas Senate two days ago. It was June 28th. I'll put the 17-minute absolutely fire Senate testimony down in show notes as well. And he talked about the harassment, persecution, threats against all the medical doctors who dared to treat COVID early and to speak up about the dangers of remdesivir, which is the only Fauci-approved protocol in the hospitals, and who dared to speak up on behalf of highly efficacious, cheap, off-patent medications such as hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, which now have hundreds of clinical trials showing that they're both safe and effective for COVID. We could have shut it down. We could have shut it down without all the death. In addition to the new study that just came out showing that 170,000 young Americans died as a result of the government response to COVID. Not COVID, 170,000 isn't vaccine adverse events. This is the devastating consequences of the mass depression of the youngest adults and teenagers in America. We lost 170,000 due to deaths of despair, et cetera. Okay, so while we were in the panhandle doing the Save a Generation tour from the north to the south of Florida, we did 11 live events in as many days. It was quite the whirlwind tour. The first night we were in the panhandle, in Destin to be precise, and we had the big event. And then, well, actually the very first event we did was the VIP event. And Dr. McCullough was one of the speakers there at the VIP event, and he talked about how we were in the biggest game of chicken in the world. And what he meant, of course, I'm going to actually highlight it by reading the Substack article I wrote about Lieutenant Bashaw, because in it, I talk about what happened When Dr. McCullough said this to 150 people, he said, we're in the biggest game of chicken in the world. Who will win? The people who stand up to the machine or will the machine win? Because everything they're doing is absolutely immoral on every level. It robs us of informed consent. It violates international law. So let's read this now. Army Lieutenant Mark Bashaw, court-martial for refusing the job. What his precedent case means for all the military. In May 2022, Lieutenant Mark Bashaw of the Army went to court-martial for refusing not only to get any injections whatsoever, 
but also for refusing to get toxic tests or wear masks throughout the COVID crisis. Thousands of U.S. military members, after serving their country for years or decades, were told to get repeated COVID injections or face court-martials. Finally, one, just one, has faced the court-martial. The trial convicted him, but with zero penalties whatsoever. In fact, Lieutenant Bashaw expects to be promoted to captain, which the impending court-martial has been holding up after he was praised in court for being an exemplary officer, serving his colleagues, his superiors, and the American people with honor his entire career. This is critically important legal precedent for 19,000 Marines alone, and likely 100,000 or more in the various branches of the service refuse to get the jabs. Our military service members go to boot camps and train rigorously. They are notoriously precise about their health and fitness. This is a massively important legal precedent that appears to be a nod toward the long history of the importance of following orders for soldiers in peace and war. A conviction in word only, an exoneration in deed and fact. Mainstream media petulantly ran the story with only a few words changed in each media outlet, clearly trying to warn anyone else attempting to defy orders that perhaps somewhere there might be a negative impact to their career of standing up against being a human guinea pig. The conviction, then, is a toothless paper tiger. It is appeasing the global elites, such as Fauci and Gates, who want everyone terrified and bullied into submission. But it clearly acknowledges that Mark Bashaw is an asset to the military and frankly did nothing wrong, except defy an order that was both patently illegal and also dangerous. The Clinton administration stockpiled smallpox vaccines and abandoned the project for civilian populations after alarming numbers of injuries occurred. But U.S. soldiers continued to be vaccinated with catastrophic results. Much later, a 2015 U.S. Army study showed that clinical or subclinical myocarditis occurred in one in 35 soldiers who received that vaccine. Government officials have acknowledged that the vaccine likely contributed to Gulf War syndrome because many of those experiencing it were vaccinated but were never even deployed to the Gulf War. The court observed, absent informed consent or a presidential waiver, the United States cannot demand that members of the armed forces also serve as guinea pigs for experimental drugs. That came from... Bobby Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci, which was published late last year. In the court-martial hearing for Mark Bishaw, which I share audio clips of below, the judge stated that many superiors and colleagues stated that Lieutenant Bishaw is a hardworking, high-integrity leader admired by his peers. At our first city in the Florida Panhandle, on the Save a Generation tour, the month prior to Bishaw's historic court-martial, renowned cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough said that the illegal demands of military organizations and other government entities represent, quote, the biggest game of chicken in the world. Who will cave first, our military members or the establishment itself? McCullough said that night, the only evidence you need of this is Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, MD. She has not only refused to get the injections and has spoken up repeatedly about the meteoric rise in deaths in the military since the vaccine and about many catastrophic injuries. 
Dr. Lieutenant Colonel Long is still in the military, but she even told the truth in court, pressured by the judge after her military superiors pressured her not to tell the incriminating truth in court about the vaccine injured military members she has treated as their physician. Both Lieutenant Colonel Long and Lieutenant Bashaw have released whistleblower reports. Among many other injuries and deaths, the military experienced a 296% increase in cancer diagnosis last year, 2021, versus the averages of the previous six years. This nearly threefold increase in cancer is even more stark given that the data ended in November. Starting December 1st of 2021, the Department of Defense began withholding medical information from the public. As Dr. McCullough spoke at our event in the Florida Panhandle, a gentleman in the audience at the VIP event angrily shouted out in response to the biggest game of chicken in the world comment and McCullough's implication that military members should stand up to it. He shouted, even if we have to go to court martial, the first two times this man shouted at Dr. McCullough, McCullough graciously ignored it. The third time he did, I said, yes, even if you go to court martial. The man got up and stormed out of the room. Dr. McCullough and I and many others are already facing the equivalent of the military's court martial in our own careers. Between the two of us, just as examples, we have faced lawsuits, mainstream media hit peace campaigns, cancellation by major social media platforms, investigations, and persecution by licensing boards, and termination by central banks, to name a few. Dr. McCullough was gracious as the man challenged him and is certainly not without sensitivity to the heavy penalties that our military members face if they defy these illegal and immoral orders that I reiterate Dr. McCullough's thought that we are facing down the biggest game of chicken in history. I'm sure that it's absolutely terrifying to military members who are threatened with court martial. We all watched as our own family members, against their desires and their better judgment, got the injections so that they could feed their families. I personally know several military members who became very ill and are still dealing with health issues since their vaccinations. However, our military prides themselves in developing courage and standing up to enemies, both foreign and domestic. Our military members chose their career knowing they could face combat in a war. Those willing to stand up for their own right, not to be forced to be injected with a product that no one in the world has even been told what's in it, are also standing up to the tyranny on behalf of all the rest of us, their children, the rest of the military, the rest of the world. I believe soon-to-be Captain Mark Bashaw will go down in history to the tens of thousands of military members who stood firm against being human guinea pigs for experimental pharma products and the hundreds of thousands who didn't want the injections, plus his own children and grandchildren, he will go down as nothing less than a great American hero. And it turns out Dr. McCullough is right. It is always illegal, unconstitutional, and unethical for the military to force the COVID vaccine, quote unquote vaccine, on the troops. Ephesians 6.10, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
Stay tuned as this blog is taking on topics related to preparedness, the new economy, and how to be winners rather than losers as the dollar and U.S. economy slide into ruin. I've been studying emergency preparedness my whole life, and I'm here to serve. I hope that you will consider subscribing for $10 a month. Your subscription keeps me and my staff doing good work. But everyone, you can also subscribe for a free subscription. Please share this with your military friends and family and on social media. So that's the piece. I will share the link down below so you can share it in writing about uh, Lieutenant Mark Bashaw. He is in the fight of his life. The persecution continues after his court-martial. And about Dr. Peter McCullough, I'm going to share with you his 17-minute Senate testimony from June 28th. And, uh, and I'm going to share a link with you to the GoFundMe if you can afford to give $2. Please do that. If you can dig deeper and give him $200 or $2,000, uh, God bless you. Um, I donate to these causes myself. I am digging deep. And if I end up with $0 at the end of it, I can sleep at night and meet my maker. I hope we all stand for medical freedom. This is the hill that I have chosen that I am willing to die on. Hope that it doesn't come to that. But I'm also fighting out there for every single one of you and so appreciate your support these last two and a half years. God bless you. 